3: Is Dave ready and there will be no encore. Welcome to episode 172. Can you believe Craig Fitzpatrick of the No Encore Music Podcast?
0: I cannot. No. Hey, hey. It, summer's here and the time is right for being in a warm studio
3: yet again. Yeah, it's absolutely roasting. Uh, so we're here this week and we're joined by a debuting guest on the podcast. Uh, journalist for Silicon Republic, The Irish Times, Golden pleck head stuff back in the day when I was the music editor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Editor—that's a word for you there. <laughs> dark <laughs> times. Uh, yeah, <laughs> very, very dark times. It is, of course, Eva Short. Hello.
2: Ooh, oh, ooh. Hey, thank you for having me, and thank you for lifting my lifetime ban from the podcast. I never
3: actually did that. Yeah. There was a ban.
2: This there is news to me. This podcast was the White House, and I was CNN, and it was a <laughs> crisis of democracy and free speech, but. It's all been resolved now.
3: Okay, yes. Uh, It is true that upon starting this podcast back in the day... (laughs) Can I, I just say
0: for the listeners, Dave is doing his interlocking fingers thing, which usually means he's being sincere.
3: <laughs> Does it? I don't know. I I'm think sure yeah. a body language expert would probably disagree. <laughs> yeah. I do have a lot of tells, though. Sure. No dabbing for some reason. <laughs> I like uh, it. So yeah, we were out one night and I was talking about the podcast and I was talking about <laughs> putting together a new show and I was trying to come up with a title for I'm it. Trying to and assemble it. a team. <laughs> uh, Eva was there and said that the name No Encore was terrible.
2: Yeah, I was like, that sucks. Change it. And now I guess I'll eat crow, won't I? Well, it could still a-
0: suck, I guess. It's just... Sucked for a long time. It's just enduringly
2: sucked yeah. and successfully sucks.
3: We're all friends now. I have <laughs> I have dangled you appearing on the podcast for quite some time to the point where when I finally asked you to do it last week, you probably thought I was just. Once I didn't again, think yeah. you were serious. I was once again gaslighting you. Basically. Yeah, because
2: yeah. we've been talking about gotta get you on the podcast eat, for like four years. That's like your <laughs> that's like your yeah. lying chewing
3: a <laughs> chewing a giant yeah. cigar.
0: Hey, get, I'm looking week to week as well. Yeah.
2: Like.
0: It's it's a week to week thing for me as well. Just every Wednesday night. Have Hope and against yeah. hope.
3: Where's that
1: message?
2: <laughs> sh- fingers yeah. crossed clutching your... <laughs> yeah.
3: And like, yeah. like people in your house being like, Craig, would you ever go to bed? Like, no, I can't. <laughs> no, I need to I know. to listen to all of the albums. What if he messages me at 12.05 a.m.? <laughs> what if I get the call? <laughs> so yes, uh, once again, Dahi is not here. No.
0: Banned. Yeah. I think we should instate a band. Actually, is there anyone else on your list of Friendship potential bands that enemies. I don't know about? L-
3: Lizzo is banned. Lizzo is Lizzo's banned. banned. Yeah. We know that. That's yeah. continuing, by the way. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm deciding to, to ride that crudgy through the summer. Yeah. Donald Trump. <laughs> Donald Trump. We banned is, him.
2: Friendship ended um, yeah. with Dahi. You now, Eva is your best friend now.
3: Yes, 100%. <laughs> will return for as, life. Will, <laughs> as will our uh, movies and music offshoot. Now, Popcorn, which yeah. hasn't been around for a while. I finally went to see Rocketman and if you want to know what I thought of that, just wait a few days. Myself and Dave Higgins will be back cool. I'm gonna so it's rid- not going
0: to be a mighty long time.
2: Tell us off, off mic, though, because I, will, I yeah. do want to know. It
3: won't, it won't take too long. Um, yeah, you so, hate it. I'm uh, guessing. I'm, like, listen, no tells. Listen, go on. Yeah, listen. just continue. Continue. On this week's episode, we'll be reviewing the new album Hot Chip, and we'll talk about all kinds of things, including uh, Luke Kelly being disrespected in death. But first, Craig... You experienced some summertime sadness. <laughs> yeah,
0: and a little happiness. I went to Land of Del Rey um, at Hyde Castle. It was very good. It was like an hour long, which was a bit much, like not a bit much, a bit too little. Taking for it, like, Sunday like a, levels of gig, I don't yeah. know, yeah. Like it was kind of a festival set when it wasn't really a festival. I guess maybe it is because it's a series of gigs. But um, the most raucous reception I think I've heard for an artist in... Maybe ever. It was crazy when she came out. Like Hmm. It was just... Like, on the way there, getting the dart, um, I was there with some family, and my uncle was like, I reckon this will be, like, half full, probably. There's a lot of gigs on. I was like,
4: yeah, maybe.
0: And just, oh, my God. The dart was like a death trap. Getting in there was just jammers, and just people were... Tearing off their clothes, losing their minds, weeping openly.
3: <laughs> Sorry, was it was fucking Dionysus there? It was crazy. Okay.
0: Um uh, she was good, yeah. She was she was
3: very good. I asked you, uh, you know, we usually don't talk about things on the podcast before we do the podcast, but mm. I did say like, cool, I'm looking <laughs> forward to your <laughs> yeah. <At all>. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> well, I, I shut you down much this week, I was like, But basically I said to Craig, I said, like, I'm looking forward to your review. And you said, in my quote, best night of my life.
0: Oh, that was sarcasm. I that was just uh, uh, that's a Limmy thing. I told you I'm also addicted to Limmy's Twitch stream. You mentioned recently. this in the group chat <laughs> yeah. and everyone ignored it. You're be- You're better. You Craig him said,
3: uh, I'm, <laughs> lads, I think I'm becoming worryingly addicted to Limmy's Twitch stream and everyone just ignored it. Yeah, so Scottish I
0: comedian Limmy um, basically goes on most evenings on Twitch and just plays random games. Um, that sounds unreal. The number one is <laughs> Euro Trucking, which is him <laughs> driving amazing. a truck across Europe and just talking and it's hypnotic yeah it's really good to i interviewed him not him a year after. ago
3: when he was getting into the gaming thing so yeah That's why it's
0: really taken off from it's, him. um
2: it's definitely not your bag but i imagine stuff like that because it is weird that sort of like parasocial thing of like watching people do things yeah now, on the one hand it. it doesn't make any sense but on the other hand like watching people do makeup is genuinely transfixing like putting on like putting on mascara and stuff like that it's just like, yeah, it's a funny one. I'm going to check that out, though. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it's
0: really good. Um, but no, it was not the best night of my life. It seemed to be the best night of a lot of people's lives, though. Um, she announced the new album? She did. Um, Norman fucking Rockwell. Um, the new stuff particularly sounded great. I was obviously a huge fan as we both were of the last album. So, yeah. the likes of White Mustang and um, all those kind of selections were standouts, really. Yeah. Blue Jeans video games were good. I still think, like, some of the mid period songs are not hitting for me uh, but I the fans lapped it
3: up that she announced that the album was coming in two months the album has been previously yes, announced yeah uh, yeah which i believe there was a tribute to uh, disgraced uh, politician maria bailey at one point was there
0: <laughs> yeah she <laughs> performed video games on a gigantic swing um it was yeah it was actually cool it was a cool visual but just the unfortunate connection now made it kind of hilarious and meme worthy. um but yeah uh, the bands were pretty like there and functional and grand but they weren't like brilliant um her dancers seemed a bit superfluous but her voice was amazing she seemed yeah. really confident i didn't know what her spa- stage presence was going to be like uh, but she was really connected and good yeah
2: yeah because i know one of the most notable kind of like live appearances she made when she did snl a while ago yeah. and she was pilloried for that because the voice sounded and people said she sounded very flat and her voice sounded bad and that she was really limp so maybe she's kind of taken that on board and it's just like i cannot deal with that again is this the start of the tour or she been out for a while
0: i think she's been out for a while she had kind of dates either side um and she, like she did, Baker Street before didn't she? And I think there was mixed reviews about that. that unless, I'm unless I'm free, that was the press yeah. days, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Ah, Jesus. Thank so you. I
0: think it was a case of she just didn't have a huge amount of performances she's under her belt. She
3: did headline picnics, didn't she? Uh, really? Oh, maybe she has. And I think it was um, like in rainy... 2017. That sounds about right. Yeah. 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 But yeah, she's super kind of accomplished and polished at this point. I, I don't. I don't think I could. um no, I don't think I could do a Ray gig from scratch. Do with the vibe of. Yeah. just Speaking of vibes and festivals, though, on Saturday just gone. I was down at Body and Soul for... Oh
0: my God, I was forgetting, yeah. <laughs> your day trip. I went down
3: for literally about seven to eight hours to do a work thing, which involved doing a live interview yeah. uh, with architects who were really sound. Shout out to them. BP, BPA Collective, I believe was the name of them. that mm. But yes, Yo, uh, up? I managed to get sunburned and bump into about 217 people while I yeah. was there, which yeah, was pretty cool. I
2: heard, of, from what I can tell you, yeah, I was a bit of a... How many of errors for you?
3: It really, really was, yeah. <laughs> I got a lift home. Shouts out to Matt from Tebby Rex for getting me back to Dublin at a reasonable hour. Awesome. Nice. Good car company as well. Great dude. And uh, check out Tebby Rex's latest singles because that's the plug that they deserve for getting me out of the festival. That you had
0: to <laughs> negotiate before they would give you a lift. Yeah? Oh, 100%. Yeah. I'll
3: mention it on the pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah they backed oh, okay, me okay, that's the, like gold dust. They, <laughs> t- they backed me up against a wall and they were like, empty your pockets, Henry. You know what they're like. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was my weekend. Uh, let's get to the news. Uh, Brian Eno has got an asteroid named after him in the most Brian Eno story of the yeah, month. Yeah, this is breaking <laughs> space news. Um,
0: in addition to being presented um, with the Stephen Hawking Medal for Science Communication at the science festival, Starmus 5, or V5, I guess, I don't know. Let's keep On Monday, Brian Eno received another honour, a certificate revealing that there's a, an asteroid named after him. Now, I thought this was just something you could get someone for their birthday, right? Yeah, Can't you just can it. Yeah, like a... You is can, that just a scam?
2: I don't know... Like maybe maybe they just like gave he didn't have to pay, they waived the fee. That was the whole yeah, thing. yeah, yeah.
0: You're like twenty dollars or whatever.
2: <laughs> um <laughs> it's never gonna be I think the ultimate like ridiculous musician space story was a while ago when Will I Am sent a song to oh, Mars. Yeah. Remember
3: that.
0: Best Place for
3: it. I think Gavin James also <laughs> tried to do the same thing. Uh-huh. And yeah. failed in a bit to provoke intergalactic <laughs> war. Did
0: he build his own craft? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: sorry, I didn't realise this by the way. That Brian Eno's full name is. This was
0: why I picked the story to be honest,
3: is, just so you I could do it. A
2: thousand names. <laughs>
3: Brian Peter George Saint John Le Baptiste de La Sal Eno. Yes. Sorry, is he fucking lining out for Corinthians next yeah. week? Yeah. Do you think he's well off? Do you he's, think he's from a well-to-do background.
2: He's half Brazilian. Not Brazilian, Belgium.
3: Okay. Okay. (laughs) That sounds it. I mean, to be fair, I mean, like, fair play, the man's been a, a pivotal fixture in music and deserves the respect.
0: I didn't know he'd done anything for space, though. Do you know what I mean? If he's getting a space communication award, but apparently he science. did some soundtrack back in the eighties for like some Apollo footage.
2: I don't know how that qualifies as science communication, not really.
3: Uh, it's probably science communication is probably the name of it. Like I feel, yeah. But I mean, again, I mean, like a legend respected, a legend disrespected, <laughs> with a uh, you know his actual death not being enough of an insult. The
2: top class segue.
3: Luke Kelly of the Dubliners, who uh, has had two statues <laughs> unveiled in recent months. Yeah. Which we found, both of them were problematic, um, because one of them is just bizarre, and the other one is a, a living nightmare, <laughs> which looks like Bob Ross screaming at the ground, and just the head off. So um, This is the
0: one in question. Yeah, yeah. On, sh- on
3: Sheriff Street in Dublin, right? I mean, inevitable, I would say, yeah. it was defaced. The uh, vandals, who have not been apprehended, spray-painted black Across his face, across his eyes. Yeah,
0: I saw a shot of it, and it looked like they were going for like sunglasses.
3: That's what I thought. Know I mean? Yeah, I think they were just
2: trying to like.
3: <laughs> he looked like fucking Zarrow. what was that about
2: he already look he he already had like brillo pad hair he's kind of like Richard Pryor I mean it wasn't it wasn't good it's really scary
3: and I think it should be like elevated higher but if it's elevated higher then it becomes a weird like alien god thing yeah oh
0: god I don't know it looks like it belongs in like the latest series of Twin Peaks like his floating head just comes in and starts talking to Agent Cooper
2: my pitch for Dublin City Council at Dublin City Council if you're listening they are put Luke Kelly's head on top of the spire
3: Yeah, I mean... Oh it, my God, that uh, would like, be fantastic. I can't guarantee that some light aircraft won't get distracted and crash into the GPO, uh, thus provoking the Dubliner War of 2022. But yeah, I'm not against it. Uh, Should
0: we take this so lightly? Because, I mean, a lot of the comments are, you know, uh, local councillor Christy Burke said the community was outraged. And actually, there's very like emotive quotes here. People talking about, like, well, the family um, will be hurt and devastated tonight, and another community is absolutely devastated um, I actually feel so disturbed inside that I'm virtually shaking. Really and truly, I never dreamt that this would happen. Really? Um you didn't yeah. see it coming Philip Preston uh, Another resident um, Said that this was The worst
3: thing That had ever happened In the community i was just like R- It's a bit of paint To be fair That sounds like A white picket fence community yeah. This is the worst it's thing That's grand. ever happened <laughs> Like that's not bad Okay mm-hmm. I'll say this right Yes of course I don't agree with it It's not good No it's Vandalism not. is never cool um, Well, it's well yeah, <laughs> no, no it's not No it's yeah, not I mean unless it's Absolute like Absolute nerd I- over <laughs> here You were <laughs> exactly You were
2: the kid in school That someone was like Drawing a dick Like drawing a dick on the desk And you're like You're not yeah.
0: supposed to were do you do Against the um, Stormzy know. mural, Dave. <laughs> Is that vandalism?
3: Oh my god! You're, sorry, you just reminded me. So I did an interview there on, on Saturday. Okay. And yeah. The only other interview that was on that day was Subset talking about the Stormzy mural. Okay. And it was two lads wearing masks, looking like a really like crap Butlins version of bloody beetroots, interviewing themselves. And they're kind of like, uh, yeah, I suppose. I mean, like, I guess we're here to stop with that, are we? And then I went interviewing to themselves. And, yeah, there's no interviewer. Like
2: that how seems, would that even? That seems like the logical extreme of you know that magazine called Interview magazines where celebrities give these fawning interviews of each other, which mm. is hate.
3: Yeah, sometimes it works. Sometimes it works.
2: I don't know well, most of the it's just like no you're so pretty you're pretty like it's just like, they usually are, are
3: pretty Steven though but, <laughs> but at one stage I kinda, of all just... the
0: directors Steven Spielberg
3: yeah, I, at one stage as my attention had drifted away I, I eventually returned to the area to find that they were fielding questions from the audience and all I heard was one of them say no I'm not blind boy <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's, there you go. that's what you get for Craig yeah. the Stormzy mural is not vandalism Craig it's art Uh God <laughs> you're on the record so you know. <laughs> Old man shouts at Cloud Dave over here. Okay, look, look, listen, the Luke Kelly. First of all, we should uh, like uh, oh, assuage been, yeah, viewer, uh, viewers, listeners to the show, <laughs> that uh, it has been all been up. it all it's, it's all been cleaned up and no one got killed apart from Luke Kelly many years ago. <laughs> but here's the thing, right? Um, well, here's what I will say. It is sad. It, it's upsetting when people are upset about it, but also I'm sorry. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, that statue <laughs> is going to kill me yeah
4: can you
0: imagine like wandering past that at night it would just be so do you reckon it lights up oh yeah just the eyes though that's probably what the black paint was for Just some just tormented like... soul being like I must extinguish the glow make it <laughs> <laughs> or
2: just like I just imagine it being like bottom lit, just like in the, yeah. the really harsh shadows just coming off. Like, a, room, like- when you have a torch. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe it's
3: like the film Big, and it grants you wishes and also ages you by thirty years. It kind of looks like Zoltar It does.
0: I it feel like we're of- heading there after the show, right? Yeah. <laughs> Check it out. out. <laughs> Live
3: podcast from Sheriff Street. Uh, in the in, an update on the Universal Music fire that continues to burn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Limb Bizkit <laughs> have been given nuclear bunker priority Wrap status. Wrap
0: up the show. <laughs> That's
3: It's not getting better. Not. <laughs> Despite uh, disputes uh, from Universal Music Group, the New York Times is doubling down on its reporting about the fire that destroyed roughly 500,000 invaluable master recordings. A new report from author Jody Rosen, who again, as noted in the previous episode, is in fact working on a book on the history of the bike, details a 2010 recovery effort on the part of UMD dubbed Project Phoenix, which I assume involved uh, black ops, like uh, soldiers who, uh, you know, like uh, used this training to kill Osama Bin Laden when the time came. But in the meantime, they failed to save all of this music. (laughs) And essentially, what's come out of all this is that there was a hierarchy here. There was a priority. And there was like, well, here's the ones that we really need to save. Uh, Here's the ones that we'd like to save. But here's the ones that we absolutely must have in the vault forevermore. And Craig, (laughs) who's in there?
0: Yeah. So, as the Times writes, um, there was this hierarchy, um, circa 2010, of what should be saved. Um, master recordings from bands like Limb Biscuit, Blink One Eight Two, and White Snake <laughs> were reportedly prioritised over those from trailblazers like Les Paul, Merle Haggard, The Roots, and Captain Beefheart. I'm not so. seeing the
3: problem here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I'm just obsessed with the idea of them being like, "Fuck John Coltrane, Fred Durst. He must be protected, He must survive." Have the you annals heard of significant time. other? <laughs> <laughs> I just like the idea of like a universal going in like undoing his tie and pushing past all the firefighters and being like, I have to get in there. And then coming out with like chocolate, (laughs) uh, chocolate starfish just cradled (laughs) in his arms like a newborn. And the hot dog (laughs) flavored water.
3: (laughs) There's no time, damn it. Uh, Yeah, I've just finished Chernobyl and I imagine it's like that. I imagine it's a situation in which you kind of like, well, look, you know, we need you to do it. You're probably not going to live too long, but you got to do it for the greater good. (laughs) Season two sorted, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's a strange one. It feels like this one's going to run and run, and there's going to be a lot of court appearances for some people, I presume. Uh, I don't know how you really kind of fix this problem. It seems unsalvageable in many, many ways. It is,
0: yeah. It's just really unfortunate. No um, biscuit, though, man.
3: And together now. Yeah, That's think, a tune. Oh, they, absolute tune.
2: Are they just looking for... Are they looking for just insurance damages? Because I feel like a fire of this kind, unless it was arson, is. Like act of God in terms of like legal insurance, things. you would assume so they can't yeah. assume they can't assume any they can't get any punitive damages because yeah Universal- the initial story
3: indicates that it was a freak accident basically yeah so I guess there'd be
2: it does kind of make your heart hurt to think of like think that stuff that's gone think of the retrial like
0: well it's all going to be gone soon enough isn't it. Like you it's all like, in the clouds do you mean like and yourself.
3: Yeah, yeah, you know.
2: At- actually, since this is 2008 when that fire happened, I am surprised that they hadn't uploaded stuff to cloud.
0: Yeah, well, I guess they want all those kind of just originals, yeah. so they can always go back to them and just. I don't
4: it, know. did
2: they have? Du- they mustn't have had duplicates because they're implying that the stuff was lost. So I am surprised. Either, that being said, cloud was kind of. Not as big back then, yeah. so maybe they were just in the early stages. Because I imagine now they would have to have all of their ba- masters backed
3: up. You would assume. Someone who enjoyed an unlikely reversal of fortune was Richard Ashcroft.
0: Yeah, he um, finally got his fair share of the bittersweet symphony royalties um, a few weeks ago. We reported on that. His manager's been talking about it, um, John Kennedy. Um, just some of the details about how it all came together. And actually it paints uh, the wrong Stones in even a better kind of light. Um, so, yeah, like your man, John Kennedy, says he missed out on about five million quid over the years. Um, this was after Alan Klein, who was Rolling Stone's former manager, had basically sued The Verve um, roundabout when the song came out over the sample of an orchestral recording um, of Stone's song, um, which I did, what I didn't realize was that The Verve had actually gotten permission to sample the four seconds of this recording. But Klein then contended that they hadn't cleared what the like the original, that the orchestral version was based on. And that's how he, like, f- wangled him out of that money. Um, so basically, recently, um, Klein's son um, got in touch with the Rolling Stones and Keith Richards and Mick Jagger got back and said, yeah, you can have all of our share. You can have the thing. We'll get rid of our co-writes on it and just, like as your man Kennedy says, most likely outcome was that nothing would happen but the Stones were just like, yeah, you deserve it Um, and he said the big takeaway wasn't so much the money it was Richard Ashcroft kind of being named as the
3: sole creator of this masterpiece. yes. in the world of tech journalism, you deal with a lot of legalese and kind of all kinds of battles. Should Richard Ashcroft just take the the moral W here? Or or should he be like, no, give me my fucking money?
2: (laughs) I am actually quite, because I'm mentally comparing this to, remember that long extended battle that ended quite recently with Tulisa? Um, and Will I Am, I, well, I'm talking about Will I Am a lot on this podcast. <laughs> Will I Am, basically, Tuliza is one of the s- writers on Scream and Shout, and she never okay. got credited, and she successfully won a suit. And I think in that one, they were deemed that she was going to get backdated royalties. Right. So she was going to be paid. I think they should. If anything, just because there is no way the Stones need the money. Like, there's no, no way. Like, it's just It's a pittance to them. So I honestly think even if he. I imagine, though, like, yes, he, you he, he can appreciate these court cases are probably extremely exhausting. So he might just want to be like, OK, I have the song and I'm done with it. But I imagine, I don't know if I were him, like... F- I would go. I would probably go back and be like, "You should give me the royalties if anything, because it means a lot more to Richard Afterall than it means to the Rolling yeah, Stones." Yeah, well, I don't even
0: know if he has to. He's just getting them now, right? Does he have to follow up with? I don't. I, know. Don't,
2: I don't. I can't see here whether that's a con- whether that's a condition. they um, yeah.
0: relayed an agreement to return rights and their share of the royalties. So I, guess I feel that's like ultimately, that, right? maybe you'd have to chase them see,
2: down for it, the actual. Does it mean share? Is in like that they would give him their share of the royalties going forward or are they gonna going to get... going forward I, I don't think, think yeah. it's necessary. they're not going to backdate like the fucking devil Probably, I think they, yeah, should, yeah, ba- I think they should backdate yeah. it I don't they think, don't think they, they should
3: backdate it but I think ultimately what's coming out of this is that we realise that ironclad contracts can be a little bit sticky and with that in mind Alice Cooper has denied a marital death pact with his wife And if anyone's going to have one you think it might be him but the shock rock legend denies <laughs> it and says <laughs> Cheryl Goddard and I do not have a death pact we have a life pact uh, we love life oh, so much so cute and he tried to clarify that no 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 it's not gonna be a case of when one goes we both go uh neither of us would do that and besides i'm booked through 2028 which by the way It's kind of astonishing, isn't it, that Alice Cooper still like is a going concern and like booked for the next uh, nine years. Yeah,
0: he still, by all accounts, puts on a great show, and he's talking in the same interview about like his kind of health regime, and he's not the kind of shocking rocker that you would expect. Like he hasn't drank in years, and I think he's big into golf. Like he's always on those celebrities into golf, and
3: apparently he's quite decent at it. Uh, Like, do you remember remember
0: when he was on Wayne's World or in Wayne's World years ago? Which is phenomenal. They think they go backstage to meet him, and they think he's going to be this like. Yeah. outrageous rock star and he's just like
2: One of my secret shames I've never seen Wayne's World oh,
3: It's really funny god. and yeah, Oscar's no, I... bit is brilliant because like, they go in and they're like oh yeah. my god and then he's like I can't believe you're here in Milwaukee and he's like well actually it's pronounced Miliwake yeah. <laughs> which in, in, in Algonquin means the good land Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. they're like it's
0: uh, so great but it seems like that's close to his actual character like he just would probably rock up to you know a city he's playing in and just do the tourist thing and just you know yeah. it's like he also,
3: very wholesome He yeah. also elaborating on this as well he appeared to just start speaking in Tinder biography language when he said um, it must be in the genes. I'm 71 and I weigh the same as I did when I was 30. I've got that body that doesn't get exhausted. (laughs) Oh my
2: God, that's much more than I ever need to know. I don't smoke
3: and I haven't had a drink for 37 years. Orderly cue, please, ladies.
2: You would kind of hope though that there is something kind of sad about when the aging rock star refuses to kind of get real and
3: well he does a two hour show all the time and I feel like there's something in this there's something in that and definitely in say like uh, my oft reference professional wrestling where once you stop once you stop this this schedule you're on you your just bo- can't pop your, your no, body sorry,
4: <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> yeah, your body,
2: probably- your body no,
3: catches up with you and, it's game, so. and it's game over yeah. I'm not
2: necessarily opposing him like I, if anything, I'm celebrating the fact that he has kind of chilled out mm. and he isn't sort of hard partying anymore because that would be a bit sad if someone if someone just doesn't really accept that it's like well you can't just...
3: listen, Eva, hold your horses there. Don't give him full credit here because he did big up Johnny Depp. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know if I'm so bored of Johnny Depp at this point, but yeah, yeah. he's in he's in a rock
0: supergroup with Johnny Depp and Joe Perry, the oh, yeah. Hollywood vampires, which is <laughs> and he's talking about their new stuff. Um, and he says he's channeling the venom. I'm of Johnny spewing
3: Depp. Depp's venom on this album. Which which is kind of good. Yeah. Go as places I wouldn't normally go. What the fuck?
0: And yeah, the article kind of suggests that he rubbished allegations about Depp, um, but actually from the quotes, it seems to be that he's rubbishing allegations that Depp's kind of going off the deep end in terms of substance abuse, because he's basically saying, a lot of it's untrue, you know, I'm inter- I'm turning with him, it says here in the paper, well, um, Depp weighs 90 pounds, and he's a drug addict, and he's drinking, um, and basically he's saying that, no,
3: he's fine, but he's sticking by his man. Well, one problematic film star that we can all enjoy... <laughs> Seriously, the link game that I'm doing here on the fucking in, okay. like, in the moment,
4: <laughs> like Colin's return last I think that's week inspired you,
3: yeah. Uh, n- now I have to Knock keep it going. Out of park. Is of course Ed Sheeran, who <laughs> <laughs> wasn't Danny Boyle's first choice to a fear. i I'm, I'm. Oh, you've lost it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ed, we'll Ed Sheeran, you've done, was... done enough, dude. Dude, <laughs> I actually I forgot the code to the gate yesterday, and I was like, is this it? Am I? Am, am I done? I know um, we're all getting Ed there.
2: Sheeran isn't anyone's first choice for anything. FYI. True. Except maybe Cherry Seaborn's Hospital, but who the like, fuck is she anyway? Yeah.
3: First Against the Wall. I don't know. I mean, like, he, um, first choice to appear in the film yesterday, which is Danny Boyle's film in which someone wakes up, no one else remembers the Beatles, and he profits yeah. off it. Terrible idea. Richard Curtis wrote it. Hate
2: it.
0: Yeah, which as um, <laughs> Mick Galaxy pointed out on Twitter recently, it's very similar to Goodnight Sweetheart, where your man.
2: That's uh, a good point.
0: Yeah, out of um, Only Fools and Horses, goes back in time and pretends he wrote loads Nicholas of Beatles. Nicholas Lindhurst, songs. respect yes. on the name there. Sorry, please. sorry. Um, Big Lindhurst <laughs> Ed, Sheeran, Ed Sheeran
3: plays himself in this movie and invites the man in question to appear as his support act yeah and Boyle said no no actually we wanted Chris Martin of course
2: Jesus yeah.
0: Chris Martin probably would have been better than Ed Sheeran I haven't seen the film well, he I haven't is seen better than Ed Sheeran's Ed Sheeran. performance he's but, taller <laughs> and he's quite, like, he's quite funny yeah, he writes like, better songs.
2: I always think of him as like he's like Plain porridge in human form. He
0: Indeed. seems to have a good sense of humor. Like, yeah. uh, was he in extras or like he's been in a uh, few? He did a comic relief and stuff, thing, and yeah, and like he actually comes across quite well. And he's actually on a, natural
3: on. He's on a County West feature. Does a good job. Yeah. And also, as I've said before, Copley have a handful of great songs. They do. I yeah. Agree. Um, Whereas Ed Sheeran does not. No, oh, he doesn't have a good song. Although Boyle is challenging you now directly, Craig, and said that Ed Sheeran has a good sense of humor on set. Oh well. Yeah. Despite being ripped the piss of in the script. So there you go. Fun and great to work right. with. Put that on your portfolio, Ed Sheeran. And
0: he was a highlight of the later series of um, Gay Patrols. Absolute.
2: Absolute peak. <laughs> <laughs> Why was. did they make him sing for that feature? They could have just oh. had him sit there. Like oh, That would have been fun. That was so bad.
3: And then the reference to him. His character went through a horrific service. ordeal, as did a woman when she went to see Pink last week. Yes. In yes. Liverpool. 5
2: You've
3: got to be a really big fan of someone to go see a gig when you're nine months pregnant. And that's what happened at Liverpool's Anfield Stadium, where we thought all the amazing nights were done for the season, Craig, but they weren't. <laughs> a lady by the name of Denise Jones was up the front for Pink as she launched in to get the party started and then something else started. That's right. Labour
0: Stadium paramedics delivered the baby in the stadium's first aid room. Um, the kid was coming out so they had to get this party started. Yay, well done. The I mirror? Hope... No, the Liverpool Echo. I don't
3: know. <laughs> mirror?
2: question. Unless they, unless they put that baby on that like, li- like, live line that she did where she flipped backwards and forwards. I only forward. saw this
0: recently. Yeah, she's <laughs> some performer. Like, yeah. yeah.
2: Have you seen this? I yeah,
3: she's, they, like, I just she's like legit. It. She's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, Maybe hey, not hey, musically but you do fucking dancing and like yeah, gymnastics I do and aerobics. That's really
2: hard what she's doing. It's more just cuz it's really hard to coordinate while you're dizzy. Um But like she's right she's over singing? the crowd. She wasn't actually singing that much cuz I watched the tr- I watched the thing and she kind of
0: in a
4: kind of I think it's during interview. an instrumental okay. low. Like it'd be
2: possible, even if you know it's Beyonce, who is known as notoriously a performer who is extremely good at singing yeah. while dancing. Because I think the whole thing was that Destiny's Child used to they used to run really fast on a treadmill while singing, doing singing practice to get used That's to. That's what I do. Even <laughs> what do you say? every saying? morning?
3: Everything. Okay, but uh, I, Limp biscuit. I What's believe she's but I, she, she's always done all this mainly kind of Cirque du Slay stuff where she kind of like falls down like, Yeah the, the but, it, but even
2: with like even with Beyonce she tends to leave her major notes for when she's not as mobile and then they time them and I think she did the same I've never seen the zipline thing before. But like though. yeah that she's cool.
0: right over the audience and it doesn't look like there's much in the way of a harness
3: like some of the moves she was pulling off you couldn't really do if you were well secured I don't know when I first saw like a seems dangerous a, a bit of a meme kind of thing of this flying around the internet quite literally <laughs> I was like that must be sped up, or what is that? And I, I was like, oh, it's pink? What the hell? i, I mean, like, is wow. it a
0: bird? Is it a plane?
3: No, <laughs> it's a singer. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, no anesthetic, no hospital. Oh delivered in a, in, a, in a first aid room in about five minutes time. Mother and baby doing well, we should point out.
2: That's a very short labor. Really? That's a, five minutes?
3: <laughs> That's a, People
2: can be in labor for days. Yeah. So how did that happen?
3: <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs>
2: I don't know. The baby just really wanted to get the encore. Apparently
0: so. Don't they say like kind of heightened emotion or like you know, can kind of induce labor and uh, br- like pr- probably, maybe the music
3: she, helped it kind of progress quicker well, she's than
2: probably full of like adrenaline yeah, and, and like, endorphins yeah, and stuff egg, like you know, that. To like to feeling with. With.
3: Uh, baby was named Dolly Pink. There you go.
2: I hate that. Sorry. I mean, I mean, I'm very happy <laughs> Jesus, for you. Like, You've become a mother. Congratulations, but that sucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: She could have named pink. her Alicia. I, yeah. Alicia Moore. Yeah, is name. That would have been nice. And uh, you, yeah, Alicia. W- you would assume that uh, baby or mother gets like, you know gig passes for life now or something oh you'd have to isn't
2: that yeah. like I don't know if this is true but the thing if you give birth on an airplane they give you like free tickets for yeah, life yeah I
0: think that, that, was, uh, that happened on Irish Rail yeah it was birthday on Irish Rail
3: and like I think that the kid will get like free Irish Rail for life or something yeah. so I, think, I, think oh, I like that I hope whatever.
2: companies actually honour that stuff
3: speaking to Lib from her hospital bed Denise Jones said I'm still massively in shock just a bit gutted that I missed the concert <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah. hell of
2: a quote yeah, it's, oh, <laughs>
3: hell of a like a journalist's dream <laughs> <laughs> Craig if you had to give birth at any gig, what would it be?
0: <coughs> uh Enya. Be soothing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> or cigarose, you know, kind of soothing, just that's a really good answer. Eva, give birth at a gig. Oh Who is god,
2: it? Oh my god, if I want to give birth at a gig, um Jesus, I don't know. I didn't that's think it was gonna be...
3: For me, it's obviously the Dillinger Escape Plan. <laughs> what controlled chaos, much like birth I'm itself. Screaming I would into this world, yeah, yeah. We'll come back to you on that one, Eva. Yeah, uh, no,
2: I'm gonna have to think about. Attila
3: sat think... at no encore show on Twitter with your "I'd like to be born at what gig?" or nice. deliver a baby. Oh, or, if,
2: yeah. If you think of like if someone wants to be born, yeah, at a gig. If I were born, who boor- wants
3: to be born? I don't know. <laughs> oh, Elton John. <laughs> no of the one Trooper,
2: asks perhaps. to be born. Well, I was born in. 94, right before Kirkobine died. So, if I'd been born at like one of the last Nirvana gigs, that would be fucking sick. That's yeah, pretty I don't know good. what I want to give birth at, though. Well,
3: mm. I tell you where I wouldn't want to be born, eh? Glastonbury, that's where. Hey. Six, four, six! Hey. Oh, I'm so fucking good! <laughs> <laughs> do you know what isn't good, Glastonbury? <laughs> yeah, just means you have to do <laughs> no, this story. No, no,
2: you need to stop. This is becoming a circle jerk. <laughs> we need to stop. Yeah, that's
0: true. That's what are we going to be with? watching this weekend? Uh, I, I kind of check. I dip mm, in and out.
3: Um, it can be. I say it every year, but I can't wait for Jim McCartney to discover the uh, carnival area of the fucking festival. <laughs> yeah, the coverage is always terrible. The coverage is always yeah. really like lacklustre. they also... pick bad acts, and they, like they only devote a certain amount of time to it. Yeah, Actually, sometimes
0: there's some good like red button action. But... I'm
3: crazy tuned out here. I don't even know who the headliners are, so I'm going to try and guess. Them. do you know? Okay, do you know who the headliners are?
0: I'm no, now that you say it, I think I know too. Stormzy? I only know, I only,
3: yeah, yes, Stormzy is the only night. one I know. Stormzy I think... is headlining. Yeah, yes. that's good. I approve. Yeah. Oh, see, uh, Chance the Rapper dropped out along as you. I know. Replaced by uh, Stormzy. for two. You called it. Chance the Rapper hates Ireland. Everybody
0: seems to. Um, did he have a good reason
2: this time?
3: because Last that...
0: time it was to help Kanye, wasn't it? I don't think was he.
3: Kanye needs me. i a I think he holds a grudge about not finding that dealer in Temple Bar when he was over here supporting Michael Moore. Okay. Tweet. So there you go. I don't know. Just stop booking Chance the Rapper, guys. He's not going to let you down. And also uh, not who are great. the other headliners? I legit don't I know. No I oh, Is Kylie on Sunday? I'm going to look it up right now because why don't you dive Hi. into the story, As which it? is a bit grim. Yeah, yeah um, picked
0: it. Mate. So it's, well, it's co-organiser um, Emily Evis um, talking about just basically running Glastonbury and having to deal with men in the industry. Um, and she's revealed that actually some men, uh, these kind of, you know, high, high profile meetings um, have refused to deal with her, which is quite ridiculous. Particularly when, um, obviously daughter of um, Michael Evis, who founded the festival. But I mean, she's been so involved with it for decades at this point. I don't remember a time when she wasn't personally like she's kind of an institution herself. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she says she'd go to meetings with just tables of men, some were great, and some just refused to accept that they had to deal with me um She was also speaking about correcting kind of disparity in terms of female acts as well
2: mm. i um I know from my i I work backstage at a stage on a electric picnic yeah salty dog yes, yeah. yes, yes, and uh salty dog and trailer Park, it's all kind of the same people, and uh I definitely. I can't remember think of the top of my head of any particular like instance similarly like that, but I have. I knew I know other like a, f- a friend of mine, female friend of mine, who works had something where she kind of felt like a a man was being very kind of dismissive of her because right. she was a woman because I think she was wearing high vis, and your wunch basically assumed that she was a steward and she was like the right. head artist liaison for one of the things, and he was really derisive to her and that really shook her. And then or she's definitely had that those experiences before. I can't personally... It's all just the general blur of just drunk musicians being not the best. But uh, yeah, I'm glad that she brings up the... Because it feels like maybe two years ago we were having a lot of conversations about lineup, gender disparities and then it kind of fizzled and it doesn't seem to have improved massively. Particularly at uh, electronic festivals. It's dire. Like DJs, it's all... And there's so many good female DJs as well but they just don't seem to get
0: yeah it's a tough one uh, no more
3: female w- glastonbury headliner either guys i'm oh, afraid Kylie's not doing it Did Kylie's do doing that? it but she's not a headliner she's oh. on my who the are the
2: headliners? headliners she's
3: my headliner <laughs> you know what that <laughs> <It's great>. means <laughs> <laughs> the, congratulations
2: she's a headliner in my heart
3: <laughs> the headliners are stormzy yes nice. the killers oh Jesus. that'll be good <laughs> and the cure oh that'd course. be
2: good
0: oh, i'm still raging i miss them
2: Exact. Ex- same. I. I'm kicking myself. I didn't buy it. Here's what the I'll time. do. I'll
3: give you. I'll give you the main stage, which is the Pyramid stage for all three days. <clears throat> okay, because I, w- I won't go into all of the fev- 700 acts they're playing. But uh, on Friday, Bjorn again, Tom Odell, Cheryl Crow,
2: Tom Odell,
3: Bastille, Ms. Lauren Hill. George Ezra and Stormzy. Okay, Miss Lauren Hill is
2: going to be forty-five minutes late. I will tell you. I will. (laughs) I bet. I will bet five hundred dollars that she is going to be late. Has she played
0: Cork yet, or is that still to come? She did three arena recently. Oh, did she? And she was
2: extremely late. Actually, I heard the most mixed reviews of all time. A friend of mine was at. I can't remember whose support, but a friend, but a friend of mine was at that gig, and apparently. They were playing a bunch of songs and then backstage, the people very clearly just had to be like, she's not here yet. Keep going. <laughs> so they had to play Controversy by Prince twice. Chin. And then, Fine. Yeah, absolutely yeah, three right. it. Yeah, oh yeah no, no yeah, no, I mean like, my friend's a Prince fan so he wasn't complaining at all. But then it was kind of what happened where they were playing, they seemed to be being told to just keep going for ages and ages and suddenly being like, stop, 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 she's here! Um, Why
0: would they start playing before they even knew she was in the building? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, would you not be like, not I go on stage until you were all...
2: Uh, no, I know well, I think I think the producers just panicked and yeah, were like Get nothing's out happening, there just kind of yeah before they riot. The crowd. Yeah, um, yeah,
0: yeah, that's fair. But uh, that's how so tomo- like yeah, she's turned into Axl Rose in terms. A of... A little bit. I think he's yeah. gotten more punctual, hasn't he?
2: I think she always. I don't think this is even a recent development. I think she always has been yeah. just not great about that yeah. kind of thing. Um, well, um, we'll
3: see what happens. As for Saturday, <laughs> go ahead. We're opening up the main stage with the Proclaimers. Fantastic, uh, <laughs> Carrie <laughs> yes. Underwood. I don't know. Any That's of her stuff, How's okay. her
2: face? Isn't didn't she like break her face? She fell no she fell I off never. her porch like a few months ago and apparently she was out of the public eye for ages because apparently she had to get a shitload of surgery. Ah.
3: Jesus. Uh, Anne Marie of Terrible Chart Songs Fame. Yeah. Uh, Hozier of Terrible Songs Fame. Hey! Janet Jackson.
2: Absolutely. Janet, Bang J- it over.
3: Janet Jackson would be great.
2: <laughs> that would be great. Yeah.
3: Liam Gallagher just announced for the three arena. Lee G's always good quality. Come back to Run. Ireland again, yeah. yeah. And the Killers Sunday again. What Fuck again? This, no, is, this is like I'm going through. This each is day. such a shit lineup. Sunday fun. the Langa Methodist Church Choir. Yes, Mavis Staples. Great years and years. Do uh, you reckon
0: Hosier's going to stick around to have Mavis, or she'll come out for 100 yeah, yeah. percent? Yeah,
3: yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, Kylie there we go oh she's
0: doing like the kind of the classic afternoon so So she's like a legend a legend slot. how
3: well will
2: her I mean I'm sure she's done festivals before but how well will her kind of set translate to
3: an outdoor I think it'd be fucking great yeah Because, you know, a lot of those, like... That that afternoon slot thing has become its own cult thing, and it's amazing.
2: We see a lot... I mean, like, I know Glastonbury has an incredible, like, sort of technical setup, but a lot of those pop stars... Kind of need a They're really arena tourists, so you'd wonder... You'd question... I I think,
3: look, stuff gets lost on the main stage like that, regardless, and, like, the idea of going to Glastonbury fills me with dread. Um, Yeah, I
2: mean, just even the size of the place alone seems... It just. Kylie so, oh.
3: will then pass the torch, figuratively speaking, I presume, to Miley Cyrus, who's on after her. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, I forgot. And Miley. then, due here on Monday, full review coming next week Vampire Weekend. The boys. The lads. <laughs> Hold on. How do I not know that? Okay. I don't know. And right, well. uh, headline by the cure. So there you go. Okay. Um yeah, I'll I, I will dip into the coverage, but each year it's like a hell site. Uh as <laughs> as for uh you know, fucking bloke idiots not dealing with Emily Evis, it's Emily fucking Evis, man. She's music industry. Exactly. Um, uh Songs of the Week this week is uh, a mixed bag. It like it, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I th- well, I think it hasn't no. been, you know, the best of weeks for new music. It's, it's been quiet. Yeah. yeah,
2: I, I, the one that I picked, I really didn't want it to be my choice. Okay, well, in that's. A way. I'm glad you picked it. I see nowhere I else better it. to start. Yeah.
3: and thus we'll start, of course, with man of the moment, meme of the moment, Lil Nas X. The song is called "Rodeo." <laughs>
1: If I gave you everything, and everything is what I bought I can take it all back, I never right. care about what you thought
3: Look, gunshot, gunshot, thought you heard about me, must not, must not Last
2: nigga, then be dirty, dirty, like a bathroom in a truck stop, truck stop Now my heart, it feel like Willow, well, I'm hard like I'm a Thilo Can't be no nigga, X. I I could only be his widow That's a fact, Just in Black, my heart break, bones will crack be chillin' watching Oxygen My favorite show is Snaps Now nah, you know how I get Every day of four and rather see And
3: it features Cardi B and his off his EP that dropped last Friday, which uh, is bookended by Old Town Road Remix and Old Town Road. Yeah, Yeah. and I
0: feel like that's him acknowledging that his career starts and probably ends with that song. Right?
2: I mean, I don't don't know. I know he said it publicly a few times in a way that I deeply respect. He's like, I'm milking this yeehaw revolution for all it's fucking worth. Which, fair play, I, I, I really like... I think he brings me this level of unbridled joy that I haven't felt for a musician in a long time because I think it's just very single entendre and totally sincere. And um, pitchfork slated it. Pitchfork of course they absolutely did.
3: absolutely fucking murdered it. And because said, they are
2: spoil sports who hate fun.
3: They tore <laughs> the Emperor's new clothes asunder and they gave him like a 4.7 out of 10 or something and said that. 4.3. Ac- across the course of these. So it's eight-
0: better in Vampire Weekends. <laughs> <laughs> Album day. 3
4: the, out of 10. Uh,
3: across the. They
2: give fun Three no, Dave
3: did. Across <laughs> <the laughs> controversially <laughs> <laughs> Across the court. I'm trying to arrange an interview with him, by the way. So <laughs> it, let's hope he's not listening. Do um, not
2: in, do not let Dave interview you, Vampire Weekend. Dave is a scoundrel and a liar, well, and I fucking, will cancel him. I'm a
3: great interviewer, okay? <laughs> well, anyway, so listen, um, whatchamacallit. Uh yeah, over the course of these, what, eighteen minutes, seven songs, um Pitchfork made the contention in a very pitchforky way that we learn nothing about him, that we wonder if he even likes music, which is quite the fucking dig for a musician. However Having spent some time with the EP, I can see the argument. It's a pastiche. It's a series of different things. It can't decide what it wants to be. I don't know what he is. I don't know. Okay, there's no depth here whatsoever. And I wasn't necessarily expecting depth, and I'm not necessarily demanding depth. But also, I'm demanding something, apart from just a bit of dress-up, which is kind of what this is. Like, my favorite track in the EP is Family, because it leans into that kind of, like... Lil Peep except much more uh, bubblegum pop style yeah of I was
2: actually gonna make the of, he does get into the emo yeah, rap the pop yeah. Kind, yeah. Of, which kind of thing which like, even this I, is it very it sounds like a Blink-182 song yeah. And,
3: yeah. And, and of course like that's gonna speak to what I'm into but I just don't think there's anything you read really I,
2: I do adore that element of it and I just generally adore that as a resurgence that you're seeing kind of emo themes emerge in like hip hop and rock genres my thing like am I necessarily saying this is like a seminal piece of work absolutely not do I even? I have my own criticism. For example, why is it eight tracks long? I just think that's deeply unnecessary. It's seven. Like, there's a lot of them are filler track. It's called seven. Yeah. Actually, yeah, that's infuriating. In the all of them are.
3: All the seven tracks then ten. Yeah, but that
0: was for an album, not maybe an EP. It kind yeah? of just Do you it... know what I mean? Sorry. Disrespecting Kanye, Sorry. Lil Nas X.
2: It does <laughs> seem like he couldn't, like, it does seem like maybe he or his producers or whatever, they would just sort of like put out a bunch of stuff and then see what's sticks. See what sticks, blah, blah, mm. blah. Um,. But I, I don't necessarily, I just of all the music that I was listening to this week, I kept returning to rodeo because it was fun and it was just a little bit of bop. And I just like the fact that he doesn't take himself that seriously as a musician, because I think sometimes, you know, I think sometimes it's just like the constant mental taxation that we are required of these increasingly abstract and like hyper reflexive and hyper intelligent, particularly in a geopolitically and like psychologically taxing age, someone like Little Nas X is just really refreshing. So that's, that's why. That's fair argument, if
3: yeah. uh, not where I thought you were going to go with that. but you know. I
0: don't know. I Like, yeah, I think he's earned his moment. Uh, Rodeo didn't really do much for me. Yeah, and like, no like right. the idea of like, emified country trap is essentially my idea of hell. And somehow, he actually makes it kind of listenable, but I feel like <laughs> We'll look back at this Lil Nas X period uh, the same way we look back on loads of like novelty songs just from the past. So is he me? done? I don't know. I wouldn't write him off totally, but I,
2: I would although I th- did at the start of this conversation. I don't know musically. He's definitely not done because uh, Lil Nas X was a long time viner, and he came up. and He is like obviously social media is the main vehicle for kind of anyone in the creative arts these days, and he is a complete pro. Oh yeah, at it like he has a massive following and. It's just he's just he's just genius and he's very funny, um. So I think even if he necessarily doesn't, even if he keeps putting out stuff that is kind of not great, the reality is I think his personality and the kind of I don't know if the gimmick will carry him, but I think his personality will definitely carry him. I don't think we're done with seeing him, but he may not do music. He may end up acting.
3: Alright, we're also not done with Friendly Fires, who have announced their first album in eight years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm allowed link in the Songs of the Week section. No, I know, but I was just it was more Friendly Fires, go on. <laughs> They're very, very nice guys, okay? I know. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this song is called Silhouettes, and Craig's going to get better about it. <laughs>
0: So they returned, like, last year with a very, like, um, we want radio play kind of song. Um, and this is more of that, really. It's well constructed and it's hooky and it's, like, dashes of tropicalia and it's, like, what is the point I, of them?
2: I, I Tropicalia in summer, it's, like, florals for spring. And it's, like, I always, I'm kind of, like, really? Like, you're going to just do something slightly jungly because it's kind of sunny? Um <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't really... They always felt to me like a band that had a couple of great songs at the very start of their career and just were kind of coasting on that for a long time and just... There's been a lot of kind of goodwill about their return. Um, I've heard another track off this, which is more kind of classic Friendly Fires, but this, to me, just felt like...
3: We need a hit. Yeah, it's strange because, I mean, there is goodwill for this band and they are sincere. That was kind of a, a, like you said that about the last artists we talked about. And I mean, like, there's a lot to be said for sincerity, I think, in music. And with regards to these guys, uh, I had the pleasure of talking to them at picnic last year and they were just genuinely happy to be back. Uh, there's obviously been some turmoil. A, a member of the band passed away yeah. quite suddenly. Um and they, they genuinely like just fucking playing live for fans and whipping up a party. But However, I would agree that in terms of analysing it on a record, it can only go so far. And I do also agree that like the, their best hits, which are like Paris and Skeleton yes. Boy, mm-hmm. uh, by a mile. And the Aeroplane Remix of uh, Paris is amazing as well. Yeah, I mean... I I fear that I sound really snobbish when I kind of relegate dance acts to not being good on records and like are obviously live is where it comes alive Mm. but the more I listen to Friendly Fires the more I'm like (laughs) live please I don't know I mean this this track is is every Friendly Fires track I've ever heard yeah is that a good thing? Mm, not in 2019 no (sighs) And
0: it, fe- like it felt more than, than that to me. It felt like kind of trend chasing, chasing as well. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, just
3: hold out hope for the album. I don't, though. No,
0: I'm not that interested, to be honest.
3: Mm. Yeah, I mean, like, and there you go. That's the week that's in it. I couldn't find it. <laughs> a more newsworthy song. Craig, what you got? I've
0: got Mark Ronson, who is returning with uh, Late Night Feelings. He's gone all moody um, <laughs> with a lot of collaborators. This one is with Angel Olsen and It's True Blue. Yeah, and I think it's maybe one of the songs of the year. Um, so yeah, Mark Ronson, uh, album-wise, usually not the best, but he'll like, have a clutch of great songs, and he does the kind of suave, happy bangers really well. Uh, I think he got divorced, and he's now turned his attention to like sad bangers. <laughs> so he's got um, Alicia Keys and Licky Lee um, and Miley Cyrus, and a host of other kind of vocalists to work with him. This, I think, is pick of the bunch. Um, it's, by all accounts, a kind of Angel Olsen song, just dressed up with his kind yeah. of production and his kind of vital bouncy bass um, and given a, a kind of chromatic finish. And I think it's really good. I'm a big fan of her songwriting, and it's nice to hear kind of that dressed up in a different costume.
2: Yeah, because when I saw Mark Ronson featuring Angel Olsen, I would be very afraid that he was going to just kind of drown her voice yeah. and not really let it come out because she has a very particular sort of Errol style that really suits her and brings out because it's just a gorgeous voice. I love her. Yeah. Um, but he does, he seemed to be very happy to be like, this is her time and I'm just going to... Feels
0: like it was she brought a song to him or, yeah. you know, she took the reins. Um...
2: He, I'm not surprised that... I, I, someone else I saw, I was talking to express surprise he got so many like big, big names but I'm not at all because he has such clout as a producer. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. He um, produced a lot for worked Lady... worked with them all.
2: <laughs> yeah, he produced a lot for Lady Gaga as well I think on Joanne that last album. I think he was a central person on that
3: yeah he seems also very
0: well connected as well just mm-hmm. like big Eva, time yeah. yeah I
3: would have the similar reticence to Eva in that like when I saw his name I was like oh for fuck's sake really but yeah she <laughs> dominates really yeah that's why I hate with friendly fire. <laughs> yeah. I was like here you go back into the tropical dance <laughs> 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 <"It was laughs> like like choi- we've all lowered the mood we've all lowered
2: the tone yeah. with our choices it's not a great week say. for new songs this
3: no. is a great song this is a really good song no it is
2: a good song I shouldn't be I
3: really like this song to be fair and the more went on the more I was like oh pleasantly surprised by the kind of looping repetition of it. Uh, she remains a powerhouse mm. uh, very compelling, manages to take his kind of, I would say not terribly adventurous arrangement and kind of... No, I mean it's, it is it. it
0: is that kind of sound of now, isn't Which it? Which makes really? me kind of like,
3: curious as to why it's even like, she's bringing an awful lot to it and he's kind of just like, here, hey, you know here's a beat. He's done better a lot better.
0: He has, but I think he's just like giving her a platform he's not trying to like stamp his signature or kind of add a Do you, you think this is more hook, about or, like
3: actual elevation him giving her as you say, a platform, but him, like, including her, like, him kind of trying to raise her profile? Like, is that, like... I don't know about she that. that? Uh, well, yeah. but, I mean, yeah. like, I he's mean, he a could, huge he's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's like, probably a star maker, really. He could be. be yeah. I mean, like, maybe that's what he... I, I don't know, but I mean, like, he's obviously, you know, the Amy Winehouse connection was there for years, and I think an awful lot of people who may not know who Angel Olsen is... ...are going to hear her off the back of this track, and I don't know if that's the intention... I don't know if if he's Mister Fucking Altruism. or the only yeah.
2: the only thing that gives me hesitant it makes me even more hesitant about. Well, not even more hesitant. I do like the song, but I really hope that Angel Olsen doesn't pivot into kind of abandoning her roots because yeah. I really like I really like that sort of rockabilly sort of thing that she has going, and I also because the origin story for it is really interesting. I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, she was adopted by a way older couple so they listened to a lot of like 50s elvis and 50s music growing up and that's kind of very much influenced her musical style which i think is really interesting uh so you can correct me if i'm wrong later i think it was her grandparents or it was just an older couple but like significantly older parents so she had like a lot older style music growing up and that's why she sounds the way she does so i really hope she doesn't pivot because i love her sound but equally artists. Do evolve and they kind yeah. of should in a way. So. It's it's nice
0: as a one off just to hear her kind of with that like Kate Bush running up the hill kind of rhythm. Yeah, to give it a, to give it a
3: second mention. Like, was she? She wasn't in Twin Peaks, was she? No, she that feels like was like Adel. Angel? Oh, the remake. Oh, yeah. Sky
2: Ferreira was in Twin Peaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah she didn't, didn't even fucking
3: sing. I know uh, that uh, was Sharon, Sharon Bonett she was there Was I Angel like, but I feel like Angel Olsen could have slotted in then oh yeah it's, it's my obligatory Twin Peaks reference <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. L- listen, it's getting we already re- mentioned Twin Peaks as well that's why I said to <laughs> mention the second time uh, oh, clearly we're losing the room ourselves it's getting very hot in the studio let's take a dive into a bath full of ecstasy yeah. uh, it's the new album yeah. from Hot Chip and it sounds like this Yeah, that's Melody of Love. It's the opening track on this nine-track album. God bless nine-tracks albums. They're the best of all time. So, essentially, Hot Chip have been a going concern for quite some time. Mm. Mainstays of British dance music. Very popular dudes. And they're back yet again. Very popular. Very popular, popular, Very popular around <laughs> campus. <young people. laughs> they are real <laughs> b knock <laughs> I, I read. I, I read this week that like "Ready for the Floor" was apparently going to be given to was it Britney Spears? Who was like who was it? Was some major pop star?
0: Ready for? Uh, I haven't heard that story. I know some of I the tracks we're about to it. talk about were um, g- like came to life during writing sessions for Katy Perry, which
4: I found interesting. Yes, okay. uh, with
2: a. Uh, Philippe Zadar my rest yeah, who worked yeah. on
3: this yeah okay so I guess uh, before we dive in uh, an album that has been incredibly well received so far mm. Craig um, I fear I've given the game away but <laughs> who are these guys? Yeah they,
0: <laughs> they're I think about to celebrate their 20th anniversary this is album number 7 and they're kind of like the mild mannered English kings of like Indie Tronica I guess I always paired them a bit with like LCD sound system but in America because they kind of have that not quite that same level of clout, but they've been around. Um, they mine kind of similar influences.
2: Al Doyle plays for both.
0: He does, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think he joined around the time of Sam Silver. Um, and yeah, he's he's kind of his presence has just grown in LCD. Um, and I think they both do a good job of taking kind of some post-punk elements but mainly dance and dealing with it in a way that it's like it's like when rock grew up in the 70s and it became like it went from like young uh teens just going wild to like yacht rock and dealing with midlife crisis and that's happened in dance and it's these guys going okay you're not going to as many raves as you were but we can still bang out the tunes as you get slightly depressed um, <laughs>
3: I think that's a fairly good yeah. reading, and yeah. again, one of the things I read in the reviews of this one was a lot of people were kind of talking about how it's a lot more adventurous than a Hot Chip album you might expect. There's lots of emotional hidden depths here, and they re-tap into something new. I, uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like it's 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 kind of just another Hot Chip album, isn't it? There's definitely highlights. I, They're clearly I, like their lane is, is is well worn, and they do it extremely well. And there were many moments of, of contemplation here that I loved. But at the same time, I didn't get like blown away by this or anything.
2: Yeah, uh, to be honest, I was I was underwhelmed. I was not into it. I I didn't like it when I first listened to it, and then I gave it another couple customary listens, and grew, uh, some of them songs grew on me a bit more. But overall, I. I don't know. I guess I just felt like it felt a bit flat this in considering it from the lens of that aging with your audience. Mm. Um, because I mean like if you compare it to other hot chip songs like when ready for the floor comes on in the club I will lose my reason. Yeah.
3: But there was the flutes no flutes is fucking unbelievable. There, there was
2: Karachi so... lights good, dark and stormy, good. Loads of loads of great bangers. Sorry, just
3: had a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Love that
2: song. <laughs> Isn't it deadly? <laughs> um, Such a good band. <laughs> yeah, but there That's was right. <laughs> there was no <laughs> ten, ten. and actually <laughs> There was no... Because uh, obviously when Philippe Zidar died, he died obviously the the same week the album came out, which yeah. is quite depressing. When he died, I started dipping back into Cassius because a lot of people credited his influence with a lot of the psychedelic vibe. My weird... In my head, I was kind of like, I feel like Al Doyle has been talking to Kieran Hebden and that's why Bathful of Ecstasy is a thing. Um But I don't have no proof to substantiate that. I just think it has slightly Forte vibes. And... uh one when, when I listened to the Cassius, it alerted me to the fact that I think the Hot Chip album lacks a certain vibrancy that maybe uh, like Cassius had. There are no songs in that album that I can envision myself like dissolving on a dance floor. Too, um, but it's, I'm not saying it's it's bad, but I just didn't connect with it.
0: Yeah. Look, like, I think a lot of those um, hot-chip, kind of rough-and-ready or more unique and quirky sounds are definitely not on this. Yes. Instead, you have these kind of pillowy synths and it's very kind of lush and Roxy music-esque. But I think on repeat listens, for me, it definitely started to work as a whole. And I feel like they don't hit the heights of some of their absolute classics, mm. uh, individually songs, but... And this always sounds weirdly like damning with fame praise, but I feel like it might be their most coherent record, <laughs> um,
2: as in them- thematically, yeah. Yeah, I, agree.
0: Um, I think Philippe Zdar um, had a big part to play in that as well, just especially on the back half where they do stretch the limits of uh, like what they do sonically, I think, and just thematically a bit. And it felt a lot to me like his work um, with Phoenix and Wolfgang Amadeus Phoenix, where mm. you just had these kind of Long musical interludes and in it's exploratory, but I will agree they don't like Hot Chip have never really done like hedonistic uh, moments of pure ecstasy. They hit those heights sometimes, but this is like like bathful of ecstasy, which is a great song. It's more like like, like Alan Partridge's deep bath, like you're getting into a, a nice bath, or a, you people. know a bath Dave might have. It's not like full of no, ecstasy. No, no.
4: <laughs>
2: No, don't diss a bath. One thing as well that bothered me about this album is that the lyrics, uh, they do... One of my major musical pet peeves is something that I call washing machines, the... Washing machine thesaurus lyrics, and basically that it's where you you're writing a li- where you're writing a lyrics. You take a washing, ma- you take a thesaurus, you throw it in the washing machine, and the lyrics come yeah, out. It's those the Paul m-
0: McCartney school of writing, and but, yeah. the,
2: but not even that. Like those super laboured rhymes. Like at one of the lyrics is "My body is acetate," which I'm just like "Fuck off!" Like what does that even mean? <laughs> that really
3: resonated with me, actually. Even. <laughs> and, the, <laughs> and there's <laughs> did, one. you, that you even, did just reference dissolving on a dance floor, which by the way is a terrifying image. Tell why you want to go. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I but it know. didn't just say that. I just then also there's a lot of this is a gripe. Davis heard me say this gripe before. There are some Irish bands who shall remain nameless because no, name I'm not. No, I'm not trying to start any beefs. Do <laughs> you it. will not.
3: No. Do it, you coward.
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like the spies album because I thought there were some really laboured rhymes God, on I just the...
3: said that. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> of all bands, to name. Uh, but that's totally fine. I mean, like ultimately, I feel like especially like focusing on lyrics. Is tricky, and I think even in in this kind of dance music, like unless it's like intensely profound and you're feeling it in the moment, it can probably sound a bit fucking, for lack of a better term, a bit silly. Yeah, I mean that's definitely that's
0: definitely a point where they diverge from LCD. With like, they don't have a James Murphy that you'll just listen to him kind of ramble on. Um, Like, they're definitely from the school of a new order where
3: that's exactly what I do you know what
0: I feel like they're an act that they're they're quite British in a way of just like giving into like pure kind of innocence and just like a lightning seeds kind of vibe or a new order thing where it's just like you'll have some hokey lyrics but it's all about like finding the soul in electronic music man yeah, and to be fair, <laughs> you those, have to buy into it. I guess, those introspective saying, moments yeah. when they
3: came along, and if you're in the right mood for it, there is absolutely the element of, and it is, it's your classic. You know, we're getting a bit older album. Yeah. Um I wish it grabbed me more. I wish I had that emotional hook to it that I w- was searching for. It's very admirable. It has really nice moments. I will return to it, but ultimately, in a year when it's been a lot, of six out of tens, it's a six out of ten.
0: Oh, I'm gonna go eight. Like I think it's really good and might creep up a bit for me. But yeah, it's it's a very strong album for me.
2: I'm going to go with five. Whoa. Yeah. Sorry. I'm not going to, I'm probably not going to stick that album. Like I, I probably have one or two songs saved, but I In won't stick it on uh, at that album again. Uh,
4: yeah, no, four or five. All right. Uh, this
2: bath full of apathy. Oh! <laughs> just
4: came up.
3: <laughs> oh my god. Also, I want to apologise for laughing directly into the microphone Sorry. there when you made the Empire reference because it caught me off guard. <laughs> so yeah, this episode of No Encore was engineered by Sonic architect Eve Murray and in the other listening corner this week I've been listening to a bunch of new stuff, Craig. Uh, yeah. I'll start off with Hatchie, Australian singer-songwriter who specialises in widescreen, shoegazy, rich pop uh, great, yeah. who came on our radar when we heard her second single, a song called Sure, yeah. which Colin Regan fell in love with and we all did. It was fantastic. Yes, She's released really kind of uh, a few singles here and there and then an ep that was grand if not groundbreakingly amazing and here comes the debut album it's called keepsake and once again pitchfork has done a number on this one
2: Shit bags. Uh,
3: <laughs> so they basically said like like the, the, there's no substance to it whatsoever essentially now here's the thing right um Across listening to it this week, uh, while walking to therapy through the woods, by the way, which is quite the good lord, quite the stroll. Your therapist
2: named named Joy, which brings me so much joy. Is is the therapy
0: in like some gingerbread house at the end of the woods or something? Yes, it is.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Do you go there too? Yes, I do. Yeah, Yeah.
2: I I have a friend who has. A very good but very New Agey therapist who is working really for him but wouldn't be for me. And apparently, she semi regularly goes out to the forest and buries her feet to return herself to the earth.
0: I hear that actually works. <laughs> connecting it with definitely the earth. would
3: work with me uh, cutting all ties with that <laughs> therapist. But back to Hatchie. Uh yes, this is drenched in kind of eighties and nineties pop staples mm. and like very shoegazy ticks. Uh, you know, you're Natalie Imbruglia, torn. You're Sixpence on the richer, You're Crowded House. You're My Buddy Valentine. Mm. Or whatever. And that's fine. I mean, like, I didn't need it to be anything more than it was. Um, what it was, was uh, kind of like a small house that kind of grew and she kind of found new pathways in it. And okay. I find it very charming. Uh, I think it's well worth the listen. I don't think it has a ton of substance, but it's really well-realized widescreen pop and there's a place for that. And she's really compelling. Yeah. Album number two needs to be different, but, but like so far so good. Cool. Uh, on top of that as well, um, hype band of the moment Black Midi released yeah. their debut album. Uh-huh to much acclaim. It's called uh Schlagenheim. What you think? <laughs> well, here's the thing. I feel like I need to give the utmost credit to um well first of all, I okay, before I do that, I will say this. Uh I found it Interminable, yeah. The more we were I half it, discussing
0: whether we should review, we should review it, it yeah. and I was listening, to it, I was like, Oh, just give me a minute. The of more headache. I heard it, the more, <laughs> I was,
3: the more I was like, No, this is nails on a chalkboard, and I despise the singer. Um, apparently, live is where it's at, I don't necessarily want to see them. And I, uh, know, I, I th- think
2: it's a bit of a stretch to say, like Oh, they sound totally different live. Like, do they I feel like that's sort of escape, uh, an excuse that po- apologists make yeah, for Yeah,
3: That is a good fallback. It right? can I, be apparently. you've heard this, what did you think? Uh, Yeah, it wasn't mad at I
0: did find it interesting how initially they didn't release anything and they had this kind of like self imposed scarcity of just like you can only catch us at live shows. That was kinda cool in an age where just everything's Um. put out there. But yeah, a bit try hard maybe. Very much so. I feel
2: like you kinda have to be I mean like not that Kanye necessarily gets away with it, but I mean Kanye doing his whole like church gigs, like, he gets away with it because he's Kanye West. Like, who are these guys?
3: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not against pretension. I just felt that the finished product didn't carry it. Yeah, uh, And again, utmost credit to uh, great UK music journalist Gemma Samways, who on Twitter put up a photograph of Car- <laughs> Carrie Bradshaw in Saxon yeah. City and said, and it was then that I wondered, if Black Mini were just Alt J in boiler suits. <laughs> and speaking of boiler suits, guys. Yay! Hey, 747. Slipknot's <laughs> debut album. <laughs> as of the weekend that this podcast drops. And yes, of course, I've written an article <laughs> for Joe.ie <laughs> on this. Perfect gotta audience. Plug, gotta turn the grind, the grind. And plug I can't it. believe this. 20 years old. I can old. believe it. Oh, my God. 20 years old, self titled album. So, of course, I've been mainlining the fuck out of that one. And my God. Does it sound incredible and vital today? Their second best album? Mm, I don't know. What's your best? Volume three, I presume, which is the yeah, obvious yeah, one. I think that's it. The... Might be yeah, it's phenomenal. Uh, new album on the way, of course. And also shout out to future guests of the show, aka very soon Bantam, who today sent me photographs of him at Reading in 1999. Oh wow! When he saw the band at the height of their fame. That's a moment. Uh, yeah, that's a hell of a moment. I adore them. Uh, happy birthday fucking 20 years I can't believe it I'm very old why have you been listening to
2: Eva? me? as I say there was kind of a dearth of new stuff uh, this week I like the latest Hobo Johnson track it's not as instrumentally sparse as normal stuff and uh, he doesn't uh, you know there does seem to be a thing a lot of his early rap is just kind of him being like hey I like a girl and she doesn't like me but like he's kind of moved away from that and has more legitimate flows with this one I've been dipping back into old stuff I've been dipping into Vince Staples big fish theory. Great album, uh, oh,
3: fantastic. Me
2: just because I'm just moping up the fact that I'm not at Longitude. I've been at every. Do
3: you really want to be there though? I
2: do not want to be at Longitude, but I have been at pretty much every Vince Staples appearance for like the last almost five years. Every time he's been in the country, I've been there. So this will be the first year he's in the shop
3: and she's there. <laughs> the,
2: <you> know. <laughs> every time, yeah, I know. It's just, just like, behind please him.
3: do a fucking Olympia show or something, please.
2: Like... I don't understand why he hasn't done a solo. He's done solo tours in the U.S. I don't understand why he hasn't done a solo tour here because he would definitely get it. It's
3: really upsetting. Same mm. with the Blaze. Who played I feel the like he could Vicker mm. Street.
2: I yes. think it would I think it would feel Vicker Street 100%. easily. Oh, definitely. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, um. I'm
0: I've been listening to um, Lemmy sing Pink Floyd's Shine On Your you Crazy okay? Diamond as he drove <laughs> in a truck from Belgium that's to a, Sheffield. That's <laughs> a great
2: tune. Yeah. It's a great
3: song. Um,
0: oh, I haven't been listening to much I except for Hot Chip. the industry has done you in. Um, oh, I went back to Yeezus on like Saturday. So which was I. weird. Yeah, yeah. I saw your message afterwards. I was like, that's a bit odd. Oh, we, like we um, did it independently of each other? Yeah, that's 100%. Yeah. You're on the wavelength. Um, stands up still. It's great. Uh, a yeah. couple of tracks I was never really sold on. I'm in it. Send us up. Send I, us up, yeah. But the the, rest yeah. is, the for opening five or six tracks are just it's crazy. incredible.
2: Bad form on my part that I have forgotten the name of the album, but I've been listening to that twenty twelve Sky Ferreira. Album. Oh, Nighttime, My Time. Yes, yes. Yeah. with the black and white cover, so good. which is so. Oh good. no, that's the
3: EP. Sorry,
2: yeah. no. There's a black and white cover that's an album, or is it an EP? That's
3: an EP. It's got everything as embarrassing on it.
2: But there's so many tracks on it. I know,
3: yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's These- prolific.
2: Yeah, but... Uh, Ish. Ish. That, <laughs> albums um, come this year, supposedly. Well, Not like... then, my mistake. It's just that. it was. It's only just the last... When you recommended Hatchy, which I've been listening to and I love it, it got me back to Sky Ferreira because, basically, I, li- I kind of liked the new Sky Frera song, but I wished it had been more in the shoegazy vein. Like, basically, the Hatchy album was kind of what I wished Sky Ferreira's latest debut oh, had yeah. sounded like. Maybe with more depth because of Sky Ferreira, but... That's uh, totally, yeah.
3: Cool. Okay, so uh, that's the show for this week. Dohy will hopefully be back next week. Question mark. Who can tell? Who can tell? You can't, you
0: can't look a week ahead. Uh, <laughs> lots
3: to come, by the way, with the show on the interview front. We're also playing Galway Arts Festival on uh, the Saturday, the twenty seventh of Ooh, July. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Last yeah. So if you're in Galway, July. come down. It'll be fun. Uh, more info to come with that when we have it. Uh, for now, though, uh, thank you so much for coming in today, Eva. Thank yeah. you yeah. for great
2: having me. You. Had, thank you. Oh. I had a great the time.
3: Ban is officially back on. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so to close out this week. <laughs> Uh, a singer-songwriter who I'm very fond of Maya Sophia uh, great girl
2: love her working shout on, out Maya
3: working on her music for quite some time and finally we have a debut album it's coming out in November it's called Bath Time and it's released via Trapped Animal Records and here is a taster of it the song is called Edie Sedgwick if you've never heard Maya's music before uh, prepare to be entranced she's great my name is David William Hanrity this has been the no Encore there will be No Encore and we'll be back next week
0: This podcast is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network.
3: The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast.